Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole. And on today's episode, I wanted to tell you the funniest thing that happened to me the other day. I'm going to tell you, but it ignited all of these memories and it had me really looking inward. Now, listen, my friends, I'm always looking inward, okay? I have a pretty high emotional intelligence. I can read people's vibes. I pick up on almost everything, any comment, any breath someone takes at me or around me the wrong way. Like, I am, I'm pretty, like, self-aware and aware of others, if anything. So everything I'm going to share with you are technically things I already knew, but... I ran into someone that I used to work with and they had told me this story and it just like confirmed all of the things I sort of already knew about myself, but let me explain. So me and my mom went out to the movies the other day and we saw the movie The Invitation, which if you don't know, it's a really good movie. Um, It's basically about this girl who you know, her mom died, her dad died. So she's kind of like alone in the world. And she does like a DNA testing and finds out she has family out in Europe. So she goes travels there for a wedding, only to find out that she's basically in a house full of vampires. The plot sounds corny, but I promise it's a pretty good movie. Anyway, the movie theater we went to has a bar inside. So we were kind of hanging at the bar before the movie started. And I ran into an old coworker of mine. And When I saw him, I was like, oh my God, is that who I think it is? But here's the thing. I used to work with him a long time ago, but it was basically almost over 10 years ago. Like when I worked with him, I was like 19 turning 20 or might have been 20. I know that I wasn't 21 yet, but I remember our friendship and I felt bad because like I didn't remember his name. But the moment I saw his face, it was like all these memories came flooding in and like, He was like basically my work boyfriend. I mean, he has a boyfriend, but he was my work boyfriend. Okay. And oh my God, we always had a great time working together. But this is the thing when you work in hospitality or when you work at any place, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but oftentimes, you know, you have your friends where you work. And then when you change work, you kind of like fizzle out from those old friendships But, you know, that's kind of how it is in the hospitality industry. It's a pretty small bubble. So you're still bound to run into someone somewhere. And I just happened to run into this person at this place. He works there at the movie theater now. So that's how we were able to run into each other. But when we did, I was so happy. I gave him the biggest hug. I was with my mom. So we all started talking. And he goes and says, oh, my God. So I have a funny story about Nicole that I think you will enjoy. So I'm like, "Okay, wait, I'm like low key sweating. Like, what is this story you're about to share? So he begins and he said and he goes, so one day me and Nicole after work go to Ale House for a drink. And this guy that used to work there with us was like obsessed with Nicole. He like loved Nicole and everybody knew it. And you know, we were having a great time and we were drinking and he was like basically all over her to the point where I had to kind of like push him off her a few times. And you know, it was already around the time to go home. And I was going to drive Nicole back to her house. And he kept insisting like, no, I'll take her. But because, you know, I wasn't really trusting him and she was already kind of drunk. Like I didn't, you know, trust him to like take her home safely. And it was so funny because as he's like explaining the story, my mom is like, oh my God, Nicole, like how fucking drunk were you? And my friend goes, oh, 
she was pretty toasty. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So he goes and says, so, you know, we, we pay our tab, we get into the car. And at the time I had a sunroof. This boy was so adamant about him taking her home and not leaving her alone that he climbed on top of my moving car, jumped on my car and found his way through the sunroof, went through the sunroof, went to the back seat because he was like, no, I'm going home with her. I don't care. And I started cracking up laughing because I'm like, oh, my God, how did I forget this story? I have a fucking podcast. Like, how did I forget this story? I pride myself of having great memory. How do I not remember this? But then I started to remember. And I remember that night. I remember him jumping on top of a moving car, wiggling his way through the sunroof to get into the back seat because he just wanted to come home with me. Like, he wanted to be with me. And luckily, my friend, you know, who was driving the car, who the car belonged to, wasn't like upset by it. He thought it was funny, but he was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? You're psycho. Like, leave her alone. And, you know, I honestly, I mean, at that point, I kind of forgot, you know, because I was a little bit wasted. And, you know, when all of that happened, I just thought it was so funny and I could have stopped laughing like that much. That much is true, you know. But to be fair, it like set the tone for my dating life from then on. And let me explain. I mean, to kind of wrap up that moment that we had with my friend, like it was just so nice catching up with him and him sharing that funny story because I couldn't believe that I forgotten it. And I felt so grateful for him to have told it because it just ignited all those memories. And I just thought like was that was so funny because the restaurant I worked at at the time, it was Bahama Breeze. And I remember when I first started working there, I hated it. I hated the girls that worked there. It felt really like catty and mean. But at the time, like I really needed to work. And my mindset when it came to work at the time was like, I need to like, I need to deal with it. Like I didn't think that I needed to find another job or to find another work environment. I just felt like, well, I made it this far. I did the training. I got hired. You know, I just need to make it work and just deal with it. And so I did. Now I know better than if I don't feel comfortable at a workplace that I do have the freedom to leave. But at the time, I didn't feel that. So I've always like associated that place to a toxic work environment. But I have to say, I am grateful for my friendship you know, with that person that had told the story. And Megan, which I've brought up many times who has been on my podcast. I love you, Megan. I met her there. And that's probably the only two great things I would say I gained from working at that restaurant. But other than that, I associate it to bad memories. But I will say that memory was a pretty funny one. So I'll put it in my back pocket for future, you know, stories to tell at dinner parties. But I say that it sets the tone for my dating life then on because I realized like, from that moment, that's all I've ever been attracted to. Not toxic relationships I mean clearly relationships that did turn toxic but I've always been the kind of person I think from that moment on that if you didn't behave that way towards me then I don't like you like for me like guys acting crazy was very validating for me So like if a guy didn't show that he was like obsessed with me or like jump in front of a moving car because he wanted to be with me to me, like if you didn't act like that, then I didn't want you. 
Like, I only liked you as much as you liked me. I've never been into, you know, guys that barely paid attention to me. Like, it would piss me off. But like, ew, get away from me. Like, if you don't like me, I don't like you, you know? Like, m the energy had to be reciprocated in a very extreme level. And what's ironic about that guy is like, yes, he acted that way. And he was like, obsessed with me. And I was like, very attracted to that. And guys... <laughs> I tell you, this guy was short, skinny, like he wasn't. Okay, listen, I have a boyfriend. Okay, I've talked about him many times on the podcast, Arnaldo. He's 6'3", very alpha male, like a huge beard, hairy chest, tall guy, dark hair, very alpha, very big bear type of vibe, which is what I am and have always been attracted to. But ironically, if you were to look at my track record, like guys before him, they all came in different shapes and sizes and fucking colors. Okay. But the one thing they all had in common was that they were basically obsessed with me. Now, listen, this, these are things that I'm working through <laughs> in therapy. You know, obviously, this is what I attracted. And this is what I was attracted to. But this guy, like physically would have never been my type. But he did make me laugh and because he was like so like obsessed with me and just wanted to be around me and just basically became my little puppy. I was like, oh my God, okay, this is fun. Like I was attracted to that. Those are major red flags. Had I known like that this would have set the tone to what I've been, you know, attracted to from then on, I would have saved myself a lot of drama. Hello, but I'm telling you, from then on, that's all I've ever liked. Now, the ironic part about this guy as well, not only because of the physical, not being attracted to him physically right off the bat, but I did eventually end up gaining a lot of feelings for him. And then he like flipped on me. It was like he was obsessed with me and he like base. I want to say love bombed me. I guess maybe he did with attention and validation. But after like a whole eight months of just that, of me kind of like playing hard to get and not like being 100% committed, but, you know, liking you enough to like give you attention. Now, if you're wondering, yes, we did hook up. Yes, we kind of had a whole situationship going on. It wasn't like I was taking advantage of his niceness. Like, no, guys, like we would go out. I would sleep over, you know, people knew at work we were a thing. Like none of that was a secret, you know. But I would never like completely commit myself to him. You know, he wanted to be in a relationship, but I wasn't ready, you know, but I was monogamous. He was monogamous towards me. At least that's what I believed. And then when I was finally like, you know what? I'm ready. I want to be in a relationship with you. He like switched the flip and was like, or flipped the switch on me and was like, no, I don't want to be with you. And it was like the most confusing thing ever. And it fucked with my confidence. And it led me to actually leaving the restaurant I worked at, because it started to become very messy and embarrassing. That is all I'm going to say about the topic. But from that moment on, you know, whoever I dated after that, like if they didn't like show that they were like, extremely interested in me, or did those things, I didn't like them. And it kind of like transitioned over or not transitioned because after that guy, I did date a few guys after that, that, you know, they weren't like obsessed over me, but I knew that they were, you know, obviously interested in me and liked me. Um, 
But after that, that's when I dated the guy who slashed my tires. Now, if you're new to the podcast, hi, let's be friends. Don't forget to subscribe and like and rate and review and follow me on Instagram and find me on my YouTube channel. I have all the links on the description of this podcast episode. If you're not new here, you would know that on one of the first episodes I ever posted, the guy who slashed my tires is a guy that I had dated back when I was like 22, 23 years old. And I remember that was like a major red flag of the beginnings of, you know, that whole dating situationship. It was this guy who was a little bit older than me, but he was like right off the rip obsessed with me. He would blow up my phone, always wanted to know when I worked, like would always like buy me food, buy my drinks after work, like called me all the time, texted me all the time. Like it almost seemed like he could not function unless I talked to him. And I know what you're thinking. That's psycho. That's crazy. That's toxic. That's a red flag, bitch. Run the opposite direction. Me, on the other hand, I was like, oh, my God, I have all the power. (laughs) Oh, my God, I was such a stupid bitch. Like, yo, if my niece were to ever come to me with a story like that and starts off that way, I'm gonna slap the shit out of her. and I'm gonna be like, bitch, you better run and call the cops while you do it. Like, that is not healthy. That is not the good. That is not the foundation you need, you know, in a relationship. But, you know, those are the lessons I learned the hard way in my early 20s. But yeah, remember that, like, that's what it was. Like, he was just so obsessed with me blowing up my phone, you know, trying to see where I was at. And I found that very validating. And instead of thinking that that was toxic and very codependent, I just thought, oh, my God, I have all the power. I'm the baddest bitch alive. He's obsessed with me. And that's the bottom line. Obviously, it did not end well. If you want to know more in depth of that storyline, just scroll down to one of my first episodes. It's called The Time I Dated a Guy Who Slashed My Tires. That's literally the name of the episode. Go ahead and listen to that very thorough storyline or story that I have. Um, But it did not end well. I ended up, you know, breaking up with him. He did not take it well. He slashed my tires, threatened me, harassed me at work, left beer and alcohol bottles in front of my house. I had to get you know, a judge involved, get the police involved, try to get like a restraining order against him, got denied twice. It was a very scary time. Um, I think later on down the line, he ended up finding another victim, which I would never wish this upon anyone. But I was very grateful that I was no longer that because it's a very scary thing to go through for any young woman. I mean, no matter what age, regardless, like it's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Um, But luckily, you know, it's something that I have not had to deal with for a very long time but if he does come through and I call the cops all of those basically pending um reports I have on him will basically be validated so like if he shows up at my job or harasses me in any way and I call the cops because there's already a whole report on him and all of those you know restraining orders I had that were pending all of that would you know basically be proven like okay yeah this guy really is a danger to her so yeah anyways moving on from that even though I know that I've grown a lot from that and I can pick the red flags I do have to admit you know what really got me attracted to Arnaldo and, you know, I don't want y'all thinking like, oh, Nicole, that's 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 toxic. It's like, yeah, OK, fine. We all got a little toxic in us. All right. Don't judge me. Don't fucking judge. OK, 
I remember when I first met Arnaldo, he was a transfer from a different restaurant and immediately all the girls were like, oh my God, he's so cute. Because, you know, he's like really tall, had a beard, whatever. A lot of the other girls were like, oh my God, he looks like Drake. I feel like any Spanish guy with a beard looks like Drake. Honestly, like I'm just going to say it. When I looked at Arnaldo for the first time, I did not think Drake. So when other girls say he looks like Drake, I just look at them like, really, bitch? Really? <laughs> I mean, he's cute, but relax. Anyway, I remember looking at him thinking, oh, he looks like a lot of work. I'm not even I'm not even looking in that direction. But he had a crush on me and he liked me from the moment he saw me. But at the time I was dating somebody. I was single again. He was kind of casually dating with other people, but whatever. We end up going on a date and I remember like really being impressed by him and we did go on a few dates in the beginning, but then I cut it off. I was like, no, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to be focused on a person. I was kind of jaded at the time because I had just recently broken up with my ex. So I just felt like I needed some more time to be by myself and just to kind of do my own thing. Literally a whole year goes by and I kind of approach him again, Arnaldo, and I go and say, hey, do you want to be friends again? And he looked at me and he's like, yes. <laughs> so we started dating again. We like hung out for a whole ass week and then we finally hooked up. And I remember the next morning I looked at him and I was like, yeah, so what is this? Because I'm not going to do the whole, let's see where this goes. Oh, we're just hanging out. Friends or benefits, situationship. No, fuck that. What are we? We're either together or we're not. So what's it going to be? And he was like, no, you're my girlfriend. Like, you're my girlfriend. And then two days later passes and we go to the Hard Rock Casino in Tampa. And literally as we're walking, I was like, wait a second. Literally, two days later, I'm like, wait a second. You never asked me to be your girlfriend. He's like, but you're my girlfriend. And I'm like, no, you never asked me to be your girlfriend. And he was like, oh, uh, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, yes. So our anniversary date is July 6th. Okay, that's our anniversary date. But the reason why I bring up, because it doesn't sound toxic, right? But after two weeks of us being officially together, Arnaldo says, <laughs> So I want you to live with me. I want you to move in. And I remember thinking like, wow, loving this energy. But um, you want to give it like a year maybe. And what's so funny is like from the very beginning, I don't know if it's because Arnaldo always knew he wanted to be with me or because he just had it in his mind like, you're the one and that's the bottom line. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've still gone through our issues. We've definitely had our toxic moments. I mean, one time I threw a gallon of milk at him because I caught him looking at another girl. And what's so funny about yeah, and I'm just going to brush on through that little statement. But what but to be honest with you, we were in the beginnings of our relationship and I was very angry about a lot of things at the time, again, going to therapy. And for me, it's just I didn't want to tolerate things. I just didn't want to tolerate any kind of bullshit. And I didn't know how to do it in a healthy way. So, you know, there were definitely red flags that I showed to Arnaldo that easily he could have like walked away from. There were a lot of there were a lot of red flags that he showed that I 
could have easily, easily walked away from. Uh, but, you know, we both chose not to and we, you know, we worked through our things. But even through all of that, he was like, nah, it's okay. It's okay if you're a little crazy. I'm okay with it. And it's so funny because I feel like had I shown those, you know, red flags to another person, they probably could have and would have been justified to call the cops on me. But, you know, didn't. So I'm always grateful for that. Um, But yeah, when I think back about the things that I've been through in other relationships and things that I've done in other relationships, you know, it's true what they say. You attract what you are. And I guess I was a little toxic, too. I think I'm going to set another episode of the crazy shit I've done. But I need a girlfriend to record a podcast like that with because there's no way I'm going to pour out all my dirty laundry alone. Like I need some kind of support. I need someone here to validate my crazy. But I do intend to post an episode in the near future of all the toxic shit I've done. Let's drink and laugh all together. Let's compare notes. Okay. But I do think it'll be a funny um, topic to talk about. But we'll we'll save that for a different day. But man, when I think about my early 20s, I mean, and that's the thing, because I'm 29, I turned 30 in like a month and a few weeks, October 10 is my birthday. So don't forget to wish me a happy birthday, DM me, comment on my YouTube, text me, call me, leave a rate and review and say happy birthday to me, (laughs) whatever it takes. Okay, my friends, whatever it takes. But nonetheless, I have to admit that my 20s have been fun. They've been confusing. They've been stressful. But I'm grateful that all the experiences I've had, I've had them. You know, I've learned a lot. But I still need a lot of work on myself. I feel like I've definitely grown a lot from then. I'm very careful with the things that I do and say in my everyday life and my personal life. Hearing that story about a guy jumping in front of a moving car to climb through a sunroof roof to be closer to me will always be added to my biggest flex. (laughs) Leave me alone. It's a very validating feeling. I don't want to hear it. But anyways, my friends, I just thought I'd share that funny story with you and just kind of like go down a little bit of memory lane and, you know, me thinking to myself like, damn, like, was I the toxic one? Am I the drama? Because I mean, fuck, with all these crazy things that these boys did for me and to me, I mean, it sounds very one-sided but what the fuck was I doing to have that I mean then again it's not my fault you know I was a victim to those scenarios especially to the guy slashing my tires but you know I don't know I don't know what to really make of it but you know I'm still growing I'm still learning and I'm still going to therapy it'll all make sense one day but anyways my friends I love you so much I really hope you enjoyed this episode I'm not really sure if it was a long or short one but nonetheless don't forget New episodes every Mondays. Don't forget to catch me on my YouTube. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nicole Asaf and my podcast Instagram account, which is at Hold Up Let Me Explain. I need to be better at posting more reels and more content on that profile. So forgive me for not updating it recently, but don't forget to catch me on there anyways. I love you all and I'll see you next time.